Hello my friends, this is Sarah from Weird Horizon, where we explore topics on the spooky, the esoteric, the countercultural and the just plain weird. Thank you for joining me for another episode where we explore the more esoteric side of things this time and the more spiritual side of things. So I'm once again joined by some good friends as we dip our toes into what tarot is, what tarot isn't and how it evolved to become the form that it takes today. This will be a slightly looser discussion than my more recent episodes as, like astrology, which I would check out if you're interested in this kind of thing, it works really well with some good friends and a little wine. I will give you the same disclaimer I did with astrology. We are very much beginners in this. We are really just exploring what we feel about tarot and starting to analyse some of our assumptions about it. I have a slightly more theoretical knowledge on it than my friends, but we by no means mean any harm. We are just interested in it as a valuable part of human history. I'll be back in a few weeks with a slightly more in-depth history of tarot specifically, but for now, just get comfy, grab a little snack if you can, and enjoy. Let's get into it. Welcome back. So we've had a little bit of a break, and then we are now going to... Um, put all of our expertise, all of that infinite expertise that we have um, in tarot to practice and we're going to do some practice readings. We are going to start with a probably the simplest tarot read that you can do which is a one card reading. So what we're going to do is meditate on a question so we're all going to have our personal question, pull a card, Um, they have all been shuffled very thoroughly by Lewis and then we are going to intuitively interpret the card's attributes. Answer for ourselves a way forward um, from our question, or hopefully some sort of comforting answer or something to latch on to, to as an answer to our question. I don't obviously know all of the card's interpretations off the top of my head, so what I will have to do is look them up, but we will do that very quickly, and then intuitively we will come to a decision about what our reading means. So first up to the plate, we have uh, Lee. Tell you what, Lee, uh, you pick any. Maybe the one from the top or just one from the middle. This one is speaking to me. This one right here. And what card have you pulled? Ooh. King of Pentacles. The King of Pentacles. We haven't touched a lot on the sort of suits now, but I will quickly do that for you. So again, I don't want to dwell too much because we want to go in intuition. Okay. So just while I'm reading this, have a little look at that imagery. So pentacles are the suit of natural possession, career, and bodily health. So they signify the grounding need for home, hearth, and family. Associated with the element of earth, pentacles allude to matters of business and money, transactions, reminding us to be aware of both our innate generosity and our occasional greed. So... Have you said what your question is yet? I can't remember. Oh, well, my question, which was, uh, I think, rather bleak, is, uh, like, will I be happy? And which one do you have? Did you say the king? Yes. Okay, so what can you see from that card? The most obvious is plants. So plants and a, and a castle and a, a gentleman on a throne. And the throne is... He seems to be wrapped in um, some kind of ivy. Just He sits there uh, with a scepter, eyes closed, a castle in the background. 
and just surrounded uh, surrounded in some kind of plant, something that's kind of grounding him. Okay, so the very brief description of the King of Pentacles, it says, reliability, practicality. The King of Pentacles signifies stability and confidence and emphasises the value of success gained through principled intellect. So there's a lot of, like I said, growth, the idea of being grounded and then, you know, growth around you, like you say, ivy. He's surrounded, like his robes have got... Um, sort of growths on them, his feet are completely covered up and he's, yeah, he's a little thrown sort of out of the undergrowth. So if I were to, you know, briefly read that for you based on your question, I would, yeah, pick up on the groundedness, say that, you know, your strength, where you connect with the ground and where you are strongest. The king is a strong symbol, you know, mm. um, but it being woven through with growth implies you know a stability and growth and when it talks about success gained through principled effort you know constantly feeding this growth I think that's a I think for you as well I think you are most comfortable when you are progressing you don't seem the kind of person who is would be comfortable to say in one place nothing ever changes you want to feel like you're growing and evolving as a person so, yeah, what would you say that, do you say that card gives you any sort of answers to your question? If I'm just going on that image, I don't want to say king. King is very, um, <laughs> like, hierarchical. And, mm. and I, I don't want to, you know, I don't consider myself, you know, you know the king of my you know, like destiny and that kind of stuff. <laughs> so if, if, if that's me, you have the image of the castle in the background. And then you have um, him sat on a throne, surrounded, almost kind of encapsulated by this, like, I don't want to say growth, but he looks whole, looks happy. Um, which is funny, because when I think of a, like, my interpretation of a king, um, I don't think of a king being happy. <laughs> Anything from, like, the madness of king george or anything when it comes to things like you know game of thrones and that kind of stuff when you yeah. think of king yeah um we've all seen the crown i mean it's yeah. a, it's a bleak show it's fascinating, yeah isn't it you it's know? it's like hierarchical yes all right fine that he may be the king and then king being a, a positive notion but if you really break it down i can't think of like it's you know heavy is the but this guy on that card looks mm -hmm. happy, looks content. And I guess if I was to think about it, I guess growth. Yeah. He's kind of indivisible from the growth as well. Like it's around his feet and up into his robes to a point it's hard to sort of see the division between his robes and, and the plants around him. So it's like the fact that your feet are physically covered in, you're sort of like, you're part of that growth as much as you are. You don't often think of strength as a king as being sort of subsumed by something else, mm. um, which I think is quite interesting. But like you said, it's a it's a positive outlook because, yeah, the images you think of when you think of, you know, royalty is, you know, like Shakespeare, like hollow, you know, crown of it just, it doesn't bring anything other than, you know, suffering. Yeah. But this image is just like, no, you're a part of the growth. It in many connected. ways connected to mm. the growth and you can't indivisible from it so i'd say like especially someone in your position who is just 
had a child, it, you know, maybe there's something to this new growth or this progress and constantly sort of feeding new growth. Yeah, but, to connect with. Yeah. I guess the question, as bleak as it may sound, you know, will I be happy? I guess the, the card is saying with those new connections within my son mm-hmm. and obviously the connection with my wife um, and then obviously the connection with you as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay, I can see some positivity in that. So the question, I guess, would be like, would that, would you be happy for that to happen? Yes. Say if you are the individual and you're slowly overcome by this, you know, positive growth, it's good new growth, but are you happy to lose part of yourself to this progression? I would immediately say yes, because if I'm if if I'm answering the if I'm asking the question, will I be happy? Yeah. That immediately would conjure the idea that I wasn't happy. Yeah. So <laughs> if but then if the growth and the connection with others yeah. is if that was going to give me that, then hundred exactly. percent, then yeah, I, I I buy into that. Yeah. It's a double edged sword. King has responsibility. You know, obviously, there's good and, and, and happiness and progress you know that's in the future there's uh, room for conflict and uncomfortableness it's funny just just the idea of if you ask a question mm-hmm. which i've you know put it out there you know it was my question and then you see a picture and then <laughs> you're asking me to answer my own question just by the picture, like, what do I see? And yes. it, it's, it's interesting. You know, it is interesting. I'm not saying it's yeah. truth. I'm just saying it's given me food for thought. It's access to your intu- intuition at the end of the day. That's what it's trying to kind of uh, clue you into it. Because similar to astrology, some of these readings, you have like a gut reaction to them, whether you think like, oh, yeah, absolutely me. Or like, no, I don't agree with that at all. Your gut reaction is the... Um, is the interesting bit. That's the bit that gives you sort of knowledge that you can work with, not the actual interpretation itself. So I would be interested if, say, um, we read that card a year ago and you didn't have a child, you know, you hadn't <laughs> just had a child, how much would that have changed the interpretation of the card? Because we're, you know, we've just had this conversation about um, about it and, like, a major part of this card is this growth, this foliage. And like there are other, like I said, it's not just children. That's not the only method, like you were saying, connections with others is another way of sort of growing and sort of um, chopping down these boundaries between the individual and like society in general. But I think it's interesting considering you just had a child. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this is quite yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. As a collective, we have um, a relationship with ourselves. We have a relationship with each other. Um, and we also have a certain amount of um, education and we have that ability to... I really do see, like, if you're asking a question, and usually the question is, am I going to be rich or something like that? Yeah. Like, it, you're answering your own question. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's pretty powerful stuff. I'm, like, well into this because we're coming at it from the right perspective. You're coming at it, like, genuinely willing to sort of see what it says and do a little bit of thinking but it is we've said before like so easy to it'd be so easy to have someone come in and say hey am I gonna am I gonna be happy and then you can turn the card and whatever it says you can be like oh yes definitely (laughs) yeah I mean for fuck's sake like you know to bring back 
very briefly on the on like the the, the devil. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can somehow spin a yarn to make that devil positive, yeah. I mean, also isn't that playing into the devil's hands? Like, <laughs> yeah. like Jesus Christ. We know you uh, pretty well, but you know, if, if someone who you vaguely you know, uh, drew their card, you know, their response might be, oh, well, you know, that's in reference to your, your business. I didn't mention that once. Yeah. yeah. But that is another interpretation. And, like, we're looking at it from a, a positive standpoint, but, like, you have the castle that's literally being slowly, you know, <laughs> overrun by uh, foliage. There's, like, a... You could also interpret it as, like, this return to nature. Like, the idea that, you know, the bigger the thing you build up, the, the inevitability that it's going to come down at the yeah, end of the day, yeah, you know, the cycles yeah, of time. Yeah, absolutely. Again, one of the most powerful is you put a picture down yeah. and it can be interpreted a myriad of ways. <laughs> yeah. You could spin it being positive, you could spin it being negative, you know, it's... Yeah, um, basically just give us a wall with a bit of ivy on it, we're like, ooh. So you'll say, I'm climbing, you say. Yeah. Or you could say like, oh, ivy, destructive. Yeah. <laughs> the slow burn. A but wall, beautiful. I'm obstructed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, funny. So ruminate on that. I as will. Is the, as is the nature of tarot and... You know, hopefully it will be instructive in some way. Uh, Lewis, you are next. So would you like to say what your question is? or do uh, you wanna... Yeah, no. Um, my question is, am I going to be uh, successful in the future? I feel is a, a question that affects a lot of people my age. What is your age? It's 27. <laughs> reflective age. Uh, for certain. What um, hast thou pulled? Thou hast pulled justice. Justice. Which Ooh. is uh, a kingly figure, becrowned. Um, bejeweled, perhaps? Bejeweled, but, but perchance, indeed. Uh, it wears a, a gown uh, sitting upon a throne, um, holding a, a set of scales. You might find on a, an image of American justice, you know, justice being blind, you know, with a blindfold and they hold a, a set of scales. This figure is not blindfolded though, and they hold in their right hand a, uh, a sword. In the other artwork uh, in this deck, swords are typically just grey, but this one's bright blue. So back to the book again. So Lady Justice represents supreme law. She sits between two columns of the sacred temple. In her right hand, she raises a double-edged sword symbolising impartiality, the consequence of every action and the ability to cut both ways. In her left, intuitive hand, she carefully balances the scale of justice, indicating the need to weigh logic against emotion. The justice card symbolises truth, fairness and the law. Her cloak is red with the green mantle held by a square-shaped clasp. A square stone is also set at the corner of her crown, the two squares indicating grounded, ordered thought. A white shoe peeks from beneath her robes, a symbol of the spirit beneath and supporting all actions. The curtain behind her is a deep purple, signifying her compassion and wisdom. So that's just the imagery and the sort of yeah. basic interpretations, a lot of sort of colour. <laughs> I forgot goad a lot of information in my description but yeah no square shapes are there the the colors the, the I red think we forget about colors because it's such um a lot of it's so um intuitive to us that we we intuit certain colors in certain ways that you don't always realize um, oh yeah 100%. you don't always pick up on it um yeah. but you know like 
it, the symbolizations of like red and white and blue and purple, they all have very strong sort of um, symbolism, at least in the way that we read images. So it's you don't always immediately pick up on it. But in terms of attributes, it says justice calls for balance. She knows that every action has a reaction and a consequence. So that's a double-edged sword. She weighs and balances the scales. She searches for truth. She insists on equality, on fairness in all deeds. She fights for what is right and requires that all be called to account for their wrongs. She acts with integrity. Her decisions are based on both logic and compassion. Her judgments are made through empathy and understanding. She encourages conscious choice and demands ethical decision-making. Her eyes are clear. She knows right from wrong. She insists on honesty, especially honesty with oneself. She demands an account for every action. She knows every choice, every decision affects the greater whole. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, the scales holding emotion and logic mm-hmm. is interesting. I, uh, I always interpreted scales in justice, in law, to represent the two sides. That's more um, ancient Egyptian. Ancient Egyptian mythology, there's, uh, you know, when you get to the, the equivalent of the pearly gates, you know, you, you get your heart put on a, a scale, and if it's lighter than a feather, then you're okay. If it's not, then like a half hippo, half griffin thing eats you, <laughs> or something. Pretty, pretty clear cut, mm-hmm. that card. Um, a lot of what it says is it's the same point over and over again. This yeah. balance, the double edge, the, you know, weighing one thing against another and finding a way through. Can I see the card? Yes, you may. Very um strict and structural. Very balanced and yeah. Yeah, uh, the two columns on either side of them, it mm-hmm. kind of creates like a like a proscenium arch. It's like mm-hmm. a th- yeah. this is it. This is the thing you're viewing. This is the way you interpret it. You'll notice it in a lot of uh, it is like a a visual thing like this like physical balance on the cards um because a lot of them are about weighing one thing against another and sort of finding a mediation between the two so a lot of the time there is this very specific balance to them um like very structured at least in the deck that we are using so you're right to pick up on that you mentioned as part of the description the the white shoe or the white sock Mm -hmm. from underneath the the robe symbolizing the spirit i believe so that underlies everything Mm -hmm. i know i find that really interesting um in terms of in terms of relating to uh, my, my question, you know, am I going to be successful? I asked that question. I guess if I was going to be more specific, I guess I was really asking about, uh, you know, uh, my writing, writing short stories and, and the like. If I was to interpret meaning from the card, maybe it would be that, you know, I have to, you know, there, there is a balancing act when it, when it comes to, writing fiction there's balancing what you want to get across in your writing but also you know what's palatable yeah you know what's understandable um what you know to be correct you know you know if i had it my way like it would all be indistinguishable from gobbledygook i suppose (laughs) but um yeah there's like there's the commercial product isn't there exactly when you say Obviously, success, there are multiple ways of measuring success. But if we're talking financial success with writing, like there's that constant balance between writing what you want to write about and what is important to you versus what you know will be 
a product that people will sell, <laughs> people well, will buy. That's a, a thought that's come up in my brain during writing, you know, it's like, you know, do I, do I write something weird or, or out there or, you know, interesting to me, but maybe not necessarily to other people? Weighing that yeah. against more popular that, that has hegemony with, yeah. you know, what's uh, what's in the sort of the zeitgeist or whatever. And, you know, double-edged sword, like, it's possible to go too far in both ways, I would say. Absolutely. You know, you can write to the point that it absolutely consumes you. And, you know, if you write too personally, you're putting out, you know, you're very, very personal into yourself out there into the world. But likewise, you know, by playing things too far away from yourself by by not being too close to your chest you know, writing can become alien and and mm-hmm. uh you know not you know no one will enjoy it interpreted in that fashion the card reflects a lot of anxieties i've had mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily answer the question i was gonna say like um in comparison to your question lee like i don't know how you'd use this to move forward because I know that you as a person are very thoughtful so these are already concepts that would have occurred to you <laughs> like the idea that you know this compromise between your authentic voice and something that you want to hopefully be a commercial success but that's because I know you and I know <laughs> yeah. that this sort of already crossed your mind in all kind of manner of ways but I wonder if for someone else <laughs> maybe yeah. they hadn't maybe that wouldn't have crossed their mind no, but for sure um, but yeah, it's like, I don't know what, what, how, what would you work with from that? Like, <laughs> where would you go from there? It's like, oh, I need to be more thoughtful about, like, already thoughtful, that's the point. I guess, um, <laughs> I don't know, um, adhesion to the truth, the word truth gets passed mm-hmm. a, a, a lot around there, so um, I'm writing fantasy, sure, but it's uh, it's based upon real world civilizations, you know, maybe... I'd interpret from that. Maybe I, I should pay closer attention to reality and representing a, a truthful depiction of events, be they historical or otherwise. If you're putting out a product, do you have a chance to make a statement about something? I, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in the modern day, more and more, you know, people, you know, have a, a not a duty but a responsibility to be at least a bit truthful, you know, whether that be scientific truth or historical truth or personal truth, mm-hmm. you know, and um, an inability to to be truthful at least some of the time is degrading to, um, to your characteristics, I suppose. Maybe it means to be just, like, true to yourself. Stick to your guns. I enjoy my uh, topic. Rather than question it, be true to yourself. I just think, you know what, I would rather... Rather than making it popular or rather than making it fit into, you know, common parlance. Like, do I enjoy doing this? Is it going to make, maybe not, but do I enjoy it? So maybe that's the truth. Maybe it's the truth. Maybe that's the answer. Yeah. Just think to yourself, you know, do I enjoy what I'm doing? And if that's the case, then stick to your guns. It might not be the answer you want because it might not be fruitful. But at least you're true to yourself. Again, it depends on how you measure success, doesn't it? Like, mm. really, it's what do you want? What would you say would be a success for you in terms of your writing? Yeah. What do you want? Do you want it to be, 
It's like a Stephen King story now. Like, do you want it to be a million seller, or do you want it to be the truth? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, what I mean, like, it's what is your truth? Do you want to, you know, make a million pounds, or do you want to have a subject matter that resonates with who you are and and then your connection to your writing? You know, what is your truth? You need to make. Perhaps you need to figure out what it is that you want. You know. Well, yeah, what is what is that? Oh God, man! I I don't think I know anyone who um, who produces any creative work who wouldn't like to at least not make not necessarily make a million pounds off of it, but like if you love what you do, you want that to sustain you, right? Right. So in the world that we live in now, where you have to have money, you know, there's got to be an income. I don't know of any artists, even the most noble artists who wouldn't like it to at least sustain them you know not necessarily make them filthy rich but like the idea of doing what you love day in day out as your job is is appealing because you're you get to concentrate your whole life doing towards this goal that you believe in a measure of success is got to include money at least to a certain extent because it money as much as we don't want it to with money comes freedom and the yeah. chances to do what you want to do with your life you know yeah unavoidably <laughs> yeah yeah i think you would be lying um if there wasn't some kind of again we come back to the same thing some kind of monetarity you know like yeah. i've been saying it the whole time if you have uh, some kind of artistic um output no matter what it is um and you want people to so like like tracy emin mm-hmm. right I think people herald Tracy Emin as this. Um, I think she's unbelievably overrated, just unbelievably overrated. Mm. Um, but she has made these subjective. Sometimes it might, you know, it might poke the nose to art, and you know, it. it I guess it is reminiscent to be not to be too artistic to kind of like reminiscent to Marcel Duchamp, which is a uh, uh, a urinal which is signed by Arne Mutt depicted on the end user like do you see that as art do you see that as freedom do you see that as offensive um you know that's what you know that's what he did Mm -hmm. and i guess it's you just need to get back to the justice and, and and the the truth if you want money that's fine at what cost you know, do you want to dilute yourself to the point where you are like, you know, where you <laughs> might make a film, but then all of a sudden you make something ludicrous? Mm. Um, or, you know, or, you know, like, or do you want to be Ari Aster? Do you want to have this idea of being young and artistic and sticking to the guns and showing people the idea of, I'm going to make a horror film and it's going to be so fucking horrible. And rather than hide, or rather than flirt with the idea, so like the bit in Midsummer when they're mm-hmm. smashing their heads and stuff, it would have been any other director, it would have been a suggestion. Mm-hmm. It would have been, I'm going to show the hammer and then pan out and then the, the action. Faces, but it was so... In your face, yeah. And I, I, that was so de- that was so brave. Mm-hmm. And something I've never seen before what is he 30 yeah yeah you know like and like he stuck to his guns he clearly knew what he wanted yeah and and he kind of auteured that and made these amazing films like, i guess you know what do you want to do do you want to make a load of money or do you want to be uh, like successful or do you want to just do both because 
there are lots of references you know that do that and if you can put that into your writing i think honesty is key you have a really interesting uh voice from your personal growth you've got a lot to bring to the table and i think you should probably tap into that i think your biggest strength is actually you so perhaps the truth that we're searching for is maybe perhaps it's the relationship with yourself maybe you need to be true to yourself you've grown you should be happy lee you've grown that's a lot to digest but i mean you know i i think you're right like what sarah said right back at you i mean you know the image of you know a bloke with a crown on his head you know it's someone yeah. to to look up to and i think people do look up to you you know yeah. you're yeah, you're absolutely worthy of admiration and respect and everything, and you've proven that. You know, you you look at your your personal history, you know, where you've come from and what you've done and the things you've been up against all that time. You know, what is a a, a king without some kind of conflict? Of course, yeah. You know, it's very easy um, with you know word association to you see the devil, you see something you know um, evil and debased and low. You see a king and you see someone who's unhappy with the responsibility that's thrust upon them of course, or yeah. whatever. But um, it's not just like, oh, you know, I'm twisting words to, to suit the appeal. It's like, you know, the, the meaning was always there, mm. you know, and uh, we just... Um, it's, it's up to you how you decide for it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Mm. So with that, we will leave it here for today. We will be back next week and continue our exploration and start to try to pull and analyse some more personalised readings. I had a lot of fun doing this and it is something that I will definitely come back to with friends as a framework for spiritual exploration. It really is excellent. Even if, like me, you have absolutely no idea what you are doing. I will hopefully see you then. You can find me in the meantime as Weird Horizon on Twitter, where I'll keep you guys up to date on what the cards might have in store for us. You can also find me on Instagram as Weird Horizon Podcast, so come and bother me there if the mood takes you. For now, bye.